What's up, brothers and sisters and people of the world? Um, well, I'm glad you find yourself here. Uh, I'm just uh, finally putting out a podcast. I've been talking about it for like two years now. And I think it's time to quit slacking and have more of these conversations and actually put them out. There's been so many conversations I've had that I've recorded and not put up. Um, but whatever, I'm just going to skip all that because uh, it's coming out. Uh, this was a dope conversation uh, with uh, the homie Brian um, and uh, the homie B. Uh, just like some real, real conversation. Um, you'll just have to listen to see what we get into, but kind of like talk about like regrets and how we define regrets and decision making and just like life itself and whatnot but uh yeah i don't know just reach out to me afterwards share your thoughts opinions hit me up if you're trying to have a conversation like this um i get fulfillment out of having out of having conversations like this um and i want to have more so hit me up if you want to just sit down and chit chat um i have no idea what this is called yet but i'll probably decide in the next like 10 minutes because i'm about to upload this shit to something um yeah um but yeah oh and shout out uh colin deloney on this beat he made it for or not made it for me but he sent it to me like a year ago and here it is as my intro because it's sick and it captures the vibe of i don't know just captures a vibe all right thank you again and just uh <clears throat> like, oof, excuse me. Uh, the quality on this isn't like bad. The sound quality is great, but you'll just have to excuse some of the background noise. You know, we were just like chilling on a dock on the lake. Some, there's some birds in the background. There's kids in the area. It's not horrible, but uh, just a forewarning. So don't hate me for it. Don't hate it all. me some time because I, I i have a lot of regrets you know but i'm thinking you regret things yeah really mm -hmm. i think uh um I, I my wife has a tattoo that says no regrets i don't believe it i don't know i don't think that personally i regret anything nope i had it off now it's recording. All right. Now you want to start? <laughs> yeah. Well, am we kind of were starting. Oh, okay. But yeah, which is from my mic. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Much sense. What's up? I hope that the noise outside doesn't get too much. Airplanes and birds and whatnot. It'll be fine. These are, I don't know. We'll see. It's still experimental, I suppose. Okay. Um, to see like what this mic specifically, because we haven't recorded on these yet. I've only recorded on them indoor, and they're specifically voice mics, so. Oh, good. So maybe so they'll avoid the background, the background stuff. background stuff, yeah. That's what they're supposed to. 
But you were saying something interesting that I was kind of surprised by, that you have regrets. Mm -hmm. To me, that's only interesting because, like, for me personally, there's things that I'm not sure that I regret anything. There's decisions I wish I would have made otherwise, but I don't know if I would categorize it as regret in the sense that I don't, like, feel bad about the outcome to this day. Maybe in the moment I did, but to this day I don't. And ultimately I understand, like, the decisions I make or the the experiences I have, despite the decisions I make, kind of equate who I am right now. And it's, it's kind of freeing in a way where... I could make a mistake and get over it pretty quick. But I, at the same time, that has me thinking, like, that might be part of what has me stuck right now. Where, like, if I fuck something up, like, financially, I feel bad about it briefly and have a little anxiety over it. But I don't, like, regret it. And I don't feel like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that does have me stuck. Because maybe I'm like, oh, like, it's it's okay. It's no big deal. Okay. Yep. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was, was kind of sweet that she came to ask if she could go uh, bother her brother. Um. So let's uh, let's define regret real quick then. Can you pull that up? Yeah. What is regret? Because I do think um, there are decisions that I've made that I did not balance correctly my emotions with, you know, rational thought. So regret is to feel sad, repentant, or disappointed over something that has been done, that has happened, been done, or especially a loss or missed opportunity. We have a guest. Hey, what's up? This is B. What's up, B? Good, Good to see you again. again. Yeah. How are you feeling? Good. Good. Are you going golfing? Yeah, we're singing. I was supposed to go golfing. It's a sharp. Well, you you want to come golf here? And talk to us. You can join our podcast. Oh, podcast. We're, yeah, we're just gonna talk about stuff. B has lots of good, good podcast duh. shit. Well, I, I thought you guys like singing and stuff. No. <laughs> you want to hear my singing voice? No. no you don't want to hear my singing voice. Here you go, B. What are we talking about? Well, all right, B's, got a, B's probably got a good perspective about this. Um, do you have any regrets, B? Um, I don't live with regrets because whatever I do, I do it to the fullest. Like, just like my relationship. I, I give it all I got. I make sure no rocks are unturned. And I live with the results. I move on. I have no regrets. So, it's me. So regrets are something that uh, both of you guys are thinking, like, there is a component of being stuck on it. That's kind of what I was saying too. Because yeah. I, I don't, I don't feel like regret, to me regret doesn't mean that. See, to me, regrets like you wish you can go turn back time and and then do it differently. That's regrets, right? I just, I just wish I. Uh, I don't regret like that. I think I know what you guys are talking about. Like I see people who who, like, basically like flog themselves yeah for a and they, bad they beat themselves they beat themselves yeah, up yes. and they're not paying attention they can't move to where on. they right. exactly i don't have that see, no, i have that, no problem not, with accepting where see, i'm at right now because i'm see, very happy with my so presence that's not what we're talking about, we're talking about go back in time and 
do something <clears throat> different. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. So I don't think oh, yeah. that you're fully like experiencing regret then. You know? <laughs> right. So that's why I said maybe define it. Define it. it. Cause, yeah. Because to me, I'm like, well, no, I have definitely like, because I think about behavior all the time, right? Every day, all day, I think about it's your job. behavior. Mm-hmm. All right. What motivates behavior? How did that, why did that person make that decision? And for myself, I do the same thing. And I'm thinking, well, there are decisions I made that were incorrect. That if I would have had a, a multiple choice test on making that choice, I would have chose differently. Right, right. But in the moment, I chose poorly. <laughs> yes. And it, and I, it didn't work out for me. Now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm I, just I saying it. I know what you're talking about. Like yeah. my DWI. I wish I would have <laughs> made the right decision. <laughs> right. And, yes. and, and, and it's a very Buddhist philosophy that you get to do this life over again mm-hmm. and over again and over again until you get all your choices right. But like, let's say if if the results were, uh, were, were you know, if the results are differently, um, let's say I drove home drunk and I killed somebody, I would have lived with regrets. You would live with regrets? Yes. I would have lived with the regret that the decision that I made to get behind the wheel that night. I would have. I would have beat myself up. I, I don't know for, yeah. At the, at the moment, you don't think, you know, you don't think of the consequences. Right, but same action you took, but because the consequences weren't severe right. enough, you right. don't regret I didn't it. hurt anyone but myself, yeah. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe I don't regret. What's it, what's it called that I'm doing then? If I, if I, I, It's just like wishful thinking. I wish I would have made a different choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that's what it sounds like to me at least. Although, it's no, no, it's not yeah, even I that. Along the I, same line. I can't even say I wish I made a better choice because I'm like, if I didn't make the choices I did, I won't have what I have now. Wow, that's really pretty. So, uh, but, but there, I mean, there, 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 there were decisions I made that were incorrect decisions. I mean, there's that some hurt there's, other there's, people. There's some minors and some major decisions, right? Like the minor decisions. I mean, it. it I don't think. Do you think it would have affected? Um, where you at right now? If you made yeah, absolutely, I wouldn't be, If I made those changes, I wouldn't even have the what mi- I have even now. minor changes. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, the one thing that I'm understanding, mm-hmm. like that, I'm, I guess I've been aware of it, but I'm trying to like make decision decisions differently based on it is like the compound effect of my decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And understanding that if I make <clears throat> the decision that if it was a multiple choice test i would decide one way like if i can make that decision yeah over and over again like in different scenarios it would be easier to make that logical decision come to that conclusion just like create that pathway in my brain to make those decisions the way that i would make the decision on a test right it's, what is what's right do, for me but i'm like doing the opposite i do the opposite though where like it's, it's hard to live righteous man but how come it, it wouldn't be hard to take that test if if you put a test in front of me, say, okay, Brian, yeah, you sit down and take it. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the right decision. <laughs> right. That's why I think it's silly when you get like uh, tests like that mm-hmm. that are like for employment or something like that. Mm-hmm. When they're trying to like understand you, you, you as you, a person, you yeah. it's like. Yeah. But I'm using a completely different <laughs> part of my brain to answer those right. questions. If, you, if they put you in, if that, I was in situation that situation and you have a couple of drinks, totally different. Well, decision. Uh, we were talking to the Buddhist monk here, and he was saying, "How many rules do they live by?" Oh man, I. He said it was like 112, hundreds, right? Yes, hundreds, and 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 us as a, uh, a civilian, like a lay person, lay person, if you can do five, you can follow the five uh, amendment. You're a great person. Will you remember what the five were? 
drinking because <laughs> drinking leads to bad decisions. <laughs> right. So don't drink. as as we're drinking, drinking drive, right now. Uh, drinking, uh, gambling, um, swearing, cursing, um, cheating, killing. Right. Kind of like uh, Christianity. Yeah. Okay. So is uh, cheating is lying too, right? Don't lie. Don't cheat. Uh, well, yeah, lying could be. No, it's different from cheating. You could lie about stuff. You know. That's not one yeah. of the five. That is one of the five. That is one. Yeah. Not lying. Lying. Don't cheating. lie. Yeah, don't Just lying, don't lie, cheating, don't cheat. cursing, drinking. What am I cursing? Wait, down there? Yeah. I, think I think it's just being that's like yeah. a self awareness. Cursing? Of it's like, like you don't wanna to me it's give like, out bad yeah, energy. Exactly what when I was you curse, it's it's bad energy. <clears throat> that's the assumption I would yes. make is that like if you can resist from cursing, you're resisting from putting out like negative energy. Negative you wanna, energy. You sure. want, yeah. Because if you put out negative energy, you're going to attract negative energy. But right, so fuck, okay. I like to swear for good <laughs> shit, too. <laughs> I swear a lot. and I, I Actually, I don't swear that much, really. In my personal life, I swear way too much. In professional, I, I don't. I find it very, like, shocking when someone swears in a professional setting. I think I, I say damn a lot. Damn. I more so swear when it's funny. I don't catch myself swearing, like, in, like, regular conversation that much. But, like, I'll just... Like when I'm serving, I'll make like a comment where like at the table, the peop- my guests don't expect their server to say a curse word, but mm. sometimes it can be like perfectly timed, damn it, and it makes them laugh and that results in a higher percentage tip mm-hmm. yeah. if I can make them that's, laugh. That's different <laughs> energy though. So it's not necessarily the word, it's the intent. Yeah. Yeah. Don't intend to put out negative vibes. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So cursing... I think is different means based on intent. Um, so anyway, if you live by these tenets and you, you were to say, okay, what's right and what's good, you'd be able to ace the test. I know what's right and good for myself. Like the test of life. You're right, saying? right. Okay. But in the moment, it is you don't know you're taking the test. Like I know life mm-hmm. is like this, mm-hmm. but I keep making, I don't, I don't make a hundred percent good decisions. Mm-hmm. I know what I should do, but I don't do it. So then I look at behind, like, okay, what motivates all that? And that's where, that's where I look at, like, when I come to regret things, and I'm putting air quotations there, is like, did I make that decision in a rational way? Did I balance out the things correctly? And there are plenty of decisions I think I did not balance out correctly. So, I mean, who knows? I was impaired, maybe, the, alcohol or other. With the... I was thinking back to like those five rules from from the Buddhists, and it makes me feel like a bad person because I feel like I've done the opposite of all five of those over the past year. Want to put that on silent beat? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Makes you feel like a bad person? Not literally. I I know that my intent is good. But some of the decisions I make are not, you know. But if I if I take those rules and examine them and try to apply them to like my past life, I would fail like every category, you know. Huh. Okay, so bringing bringing this conversation back around to this idea of Parmenides that we talked about last time, like that morning I woke up after thinking about this. The morning after. On four twenty one, I was real excited with this idea. Like, okay. So this is just one, one multiverse out of a lot of universes that brought me to this point. 
this will happen again and everything that's possible is is possible and so there's there was this kind of freeing sensation that I'll get to try again and again and again and and because if you take that that kind of thought experiment say okay the universe is eternal and infinite and you just kind of play that thought experiment out so you take a program you're an IT guy you take a program and you run a hundred iterations a thousand iterations a million iterations what if you just run it for eternity like even even if like there isn't a multiverse like this exact conversation will happen again the atoms can rearrange themselves in this exact same setting even if it's like I can't even contemplate that number but in, I can't contemplate infinity and eternity either so this exact constellation of atoms in this exact order throughout the entire universe will happen again and time is irrelevant in this in this scenario mm-hmm. because we if you don't man, exist it's man-made. It's you, if you don't exist you can't you can't account for time and so you close your eyes eight hours can go by you don't exist you die infinite amount of time can go by and then there you are again so I, I sat here and I thought well good I get to try this again and again and again what? and maybe something good happens once I get it entirely right and I haven't gotten entirely right yet but science, every day is an science opportunity science can't answer that question for you no science can't That and who, I was arguing with Sam Buddhism about that can. I was I wanted Buddhist, I wanted Buddhist Sam here on this because yes. Sam was Sam was a big guy in yeah, science, science. Yeah. I always bring yeah. back well science. science would disagree that Although the universe as we know it is most likely infinite, it doesn't necessarily mean that. I just was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about this, and it was like, he was saying there's different sizes of infinite, which kind of blew my mind. I didn't fully understand at all what he was saying. But he it sounded as if he was disagreeing with the idea that we could find ourselves in this exact scenario again. Wish I had more uh, well, words from. I wanted to argue night. with Sam because I started texting him on that morning because I knew that he would have a problem with this because Parmenides was saying that any information that you gain from the senses is a is a opinion. The way you see the world is an opinion, and maybe you and I share that opinion, but it's still an opinion. And so science has to be objective, and you have to measure it, and it. You're measuring it using these tools we have. And he, Sam would say that science isn't an opinion. No, I think he he would he would say yes. Like it is it is describing this reality. Our scientific knowledge describes this reality the most accurate way we possibly could. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it can describe other realities right. and describe anything outside of this. So it, it makes me think of like, okay, so think of the world right now, like the, everything that's happening right now isn't like a movie that's flashing in front of your eyes. Your, your brain is pulling in raw data mm-hmm. from all the different sensory experiences, and then it's putting it together in some sort of belief system that shows you what it thinks is happening, right? And so 
when you see like the Fibonacci numbers, which is a, a sequence One, of numbers three, five, that eight. often shows up in nature, in flowers and snail shells and tree bark and all sorts of things, are are you actually discovering that externally, or are you just discovering a framework of your own mind, the way the mind puts things together and shows it to you? So I was saying science can only show you so much. It's the it's the hands down the best instrument you have to to tell us what this shared reality experience is but it can't explain those questions which go beyond kind of this reality so i don't know man mind mind's a, is a powerful thing right i mean see that guy um like like even the the the, the um, buddhist monks right in um, from uh, tibet they went up to the the, the, the mountain, Mount Everest, just in their robe, right? And they start meditating, and they're so mentally focused, right, that they can control their organs to give give out heat to give them warm, and they were sweating. What was that guy you showed me that YouTube video? That dude? Yeah, that uh, was he was he German? Um, I, yeah, but he's European guy. He went through um, some. Uh, some tragic in, in his life, right? So he think he tried to commit suicide, jumped in, you know, into the ice cold uh, lake, right? And that's, I, I think, and he survived, and then he, he, he um, and then he, he, he started meditating, and now he could, he like hold, uh, holds uh, the world record for the longest underwater, in ice cold water with nothing. So he can breathe underwater for, for a long time, and he, he feels no cold, like, he could control it. He said it's all in the mind, and he teaches, and he has students. He teaches them how to control their breathing, and uh, I've tried it, but you know. And he said just try it by taking cold shower. <laughs> it's it's interesting. I forgot his name. Let me look him up. To me, that brings me to like the idea of like uh, both of you guys' points of like being like the your own creator, right? Like if your opinion is if you're you can like choose what your opinion is and and if you can choose your opinion you can choose your perspective basically and therefore you can like decide what your reality is mm -hmm. and that's just what that made me think of you should so bring this back to when you're off air we're talking about a uh, man's search for meaning mm -hmm. this dude's experience in the concentration camps he came to that conclusion like there is a freedom in choice like an ultimate ability to be in the worst human conditions imaginable and yet have the freedom to choose your attitude and pick your your why because he, he was he was big on this this Nietzsche idea like with the right why you can stand anyhow so he was putting himself like in these terrible conditions but then like had moments of of happiness so like he put himself like well, no, he didn't put himself. No, obviously, that was that's why I was just clarifying. Like within his experience in the concentration camp, it's not he didn't choose like even worse conditions to put himself. No, no, okay. no, he didn't. He he made some rules for himself, and one of them was he didn't he didn't try to control his fate. It was a and it turned out to you know it's a miracle he survived. And there's lots of situations that were possible that he should have died, like but he didn't. And uh, 
Well, even like the this 50-50 chance of being sorted like cattle. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we fate, the guy. fate keeps going and going and going. Iceman the clone. Yes, you we'll look, look him up. Iceman Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Yeah. Mm. He's, got, he's got, like, students that, that, follow, that follow him. Yeah, he was an interesting... His, his wife died tragically. Mm-hmm. And struggling with trying to put all that together, he came up with this... I think this amazing coping skill to be able to focus his mind to a point of unbelievable focus where he can withstand these extreme temperatures. Yeah. Why why is so it's I feel silly when I have conversations about ideas like this and then struggle with completing the the test of life as if it's a multiple choice questionnaire you know like i'm why why is it so difficult to make the decisions that i want to make or like the changes when it comes to certain situations when i'm aware that i'm the master of like my mood or my reality or yeah how i decide to perceive things why is it so difficult to be like oh because life throws you um you know like life throws you (laughs) what's the word um, you know, like situations, man. Like you know, like you have to deal with it. Like depressions, you know, sadness. You know, no, but he, life throws all that he's he's talking a step beyond that, though. Like this theory feel, we're talking you about. Yourself happy. You're your own master of yourself. Yes. So I I'm really happy about how I can remain like chill and calm in just about every situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm That's saying it. I'm guess I'm saying like. Like, okay, I can do that. Like, okay, check. Mm -hmm. But, like, when it comes to decisions to advance my reality, I suppose, or, like, my life, right? Where it's, like, why is it so difficult to, like, save money? Mm -hmm. It's a (laughs) belief. I think it's a belief system thing. It has to be. Yeah, I think so, too, because I have experience as an addict, and a lot of the things that I partake in is, like, addiction behavior, even though I'm not addicted at this point in my life. But, like, go on, though. Yeah, I mean, that's just not, um, you know, it's not just mindset. I think it's, you know, somebody has to show you, you know, how to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you you can read a book on how to save money, things like that, you know, how how to cut... Uh, expenses, things like that, you know. I mean, that's an interesting but, thing about human experience. It's, it's, like, not, it's not just mindset. I mean, you have the right mindset. That, that's the first thing. It's interesting mm-hmm. about human experience that it takes humans to teach humans like how to do certain things. Like you, of course, you can like teach yourself a lot of it. But for me, like I know, my life would be dramatically different if I had like a inappropriate father figure in my life, where to teach me the specific things that like men teach right mm-hmm. or are, are mentors supposed to quote unquote inappropriate father figure no inappropriate like you and inappropriate yeah i heard inappropriate father figure i'm like I heard that too. i'm like man where are we going with this <laughs> <laughs> sorry so i was so lost if you had an appropriate father figure yeah what would be different Belief systems might be different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to expand on your point that you're going to make about that's belief system. Well, okay. So that that's that belief system is the structure which you understand yourself in the world, in your relationship to it, basically. So what I'm saying is, I feel like I'm 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 uh, kind of a 
I'm at, how do I put this? Um, I'm at the mercy of fate. Like the way I feel and what's happening to me are somehow like in my control or out of my control. When in fact, maybe it, maybe there is no control um, with like external stuff. And maybe everything is, man, I just lost my, my thought there. Something to do with control and belief system about control. Um, let me think about that for a minute. To your, you, know, you stick to your belief, whatever you believe in, you stick to it. And then that's, that's, all, that's all you can control, right? But you, talk about, you mentioned fate. That's something that you can't control, right? Like what's going to happen tomorrow, you know? Um, we don't know. I'm comfortable with fate. I'm uncomfortable with the belief system aspect as far as like creating the new pathways to make decisions differently. But you don't believe in fate, do you? I don't know if I necessarily believe in fate, but I understand there's things that happen that are outside of my control and I'm responsible for the way I respond to them. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that for a minute. So this, again, this idea of like being, imagine being SS soldiers coming, snatching us up, separating the children and the wives and the husbands, literally just like cattle, cooking your family and shaving you and stripping you down to just your bare naked self. Like, and then that's your existence. And you know, there's no end date to that. Like the, the experience that Victor Frankl talks about is pretty, pretty like heavy stuff. Like can't imagine what that would be like. But then you start thinking like, okay, what what are some of the, so you take a human and you put him in those extreme situations how does that apply to like our everyday average life and i started thinking about albert camus like uh the real only philosophical question is the question of suicide like is life worth living living because life is suffering that's what that's a buddha teaching yes. right life is suffering, life is suffering and <laughs> your mission in life is to have a Find a meaning in the suffering. Find a meaning in the suffering. So, even in this life that we have right here, like, the, the only philosophical question is suicide. So, wait, okay, we could all kill ourselves, or we could sit and enjoy a sunset, mm-hmm. or beer, or yeah. conversation, and we find meaning in the suffering. So then, it's just that you take someone and you put them in extreme suffering to really highlight that fact that you can choose anything to be your your meaning as long as you have that that why you can withstand a lot of the how like how the suffering actually i think that's super interesting because i've like come into the contemplation of suicide like multiple times in my life and for me the the first time that i experienced that was the lack of fulfillment and purpose in my life and it was when, while I was like within hardcore addiction and I was I've recognized now like in reflection that like my my addiction specifically stemmed from that of lack of fulfillment and lack of purpose and and lack of meaning in my life there was nothing that that gave me meaning I didn't get joy out of anything the things that I did get joy out of were stripped from me in a sense um so I'm, I'm, it's an interesting conversation because like I've developed a, 
like a higher power in a sense for myself whereas i have this belief that it takes living through the suffering and finding the meaning to essentially graduate to what might be the next level if it's like if it's uh heaven or uh nirvana or like whatever it might be like just the next level and i think it like the 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 solution of deciding to end like one's life or like my own life would be it would negate that graduation it would take that from me being able to graduate to the next step so that's like what's kept me from it um in my experience so i don't know Mm -hmm. that's just what that brought me to think about i think it's important to boil that down to a very simplistic purpose then like you could choose anyone could choose to kill themselves or you could choose to have a cup of coffee like it's it's you don't have to make that you don't have to extrapolate that into a big complicated complex thing like the feeling of sun on the back of my neck right now is a pleasurable thing Mm -hmm. life isn't all suffering even in the worst of situations like that's what Viktor Frankl was saying like even in concentration camp doing like work labor camps like there were really pretty sunsets sunrises there was a deep connection to one another so a deep he, connection he to the trees consciously like, decided to allow himself to be aware of like the beautiful things in his surroundings that so, were incredibly yeah disgusting and it, and it allowed for a sense of meaning and purpose to develop and he was able to like a buddhist monk would might be able to be able to survive an incredible like painful or you know barren existence and find you know nirvana in it it's a rare thing though he was saying like the majority of people couldn't and maybe didn't or chose not to there was electric fences that people could put themselves and electrocute themselves on people chose to do that it's not for everyone some some people who set goals like i'm gonna get out in you know march and then march came and they didn't get out and their bodies just shut down and died um i i think interesting stuff i think that this is a super interesting conversation because beyond like my own personal experience and what i've been able to reflect upon like addiction and whatnot i think that like societally is that a word sure as a society we there is in america specifically because i don't know life outside of here but there is like a lack of purpose and a lack of meaning and we live in such a fast-paced society where it's like it's like one of the downfalls of capitalism maybe that there is potentially a solution for but it's like people are rushed into um like careers and life choices that they haven't had the chance to make for their own for themselves and they haven't decided that that's anything near what they want to do or it's what's going to give them meaning and then they find themselves lost and without purpose and unfulfilled yeah. because they're just trying to pay bills and and afford rent and afford the materialistic things that we add so much value to yeah i mean there's there's no i mean the the family values you know it, it's it's gone right um, more values i mean we live in a society where it's it's you know like a, a we're um we're looking up to you know people in entertainment right uh celebrities you know i mean <laughs> there's no, they're not teaching more values to our kids i mean 
you know, but but that's you know the, the family, but the family's not there because parents are so busy working and they don't tablets. Tablets are what's you know teaching our kids now, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's sad. I don't know if there's. I I guess the capitalist inside me is like finding a way to defend this. And what I'm what I'm thinking about is maybe okay. So capitalism has has pole vaulted humans. Yeah, let me just. Say We've outpaced real, our evolution here. I don't think capitalism is bad by any means. I'm not like one right. of those far lefties <laughs> who's like, oh, we need to move to a socialist society. I'm just saying there's kinks that need to be worked out of it yeah, because yeah, yeah, like yeah. this ideology is so brand new still to right. like, we've, the human we've experience. Out, we've, we've, paced, we've outpaced our evolution you know, like in human history, how far we've come, say, in the last hundred years in science, medicine, and technology. Dad, there's no way that's what, two generations? In yeah, evolutionary terms, it just two makes or three, no yeah. sense, right? So, trying to adapt to this, even well, even take take the last internet, social media. That how do you adapt to that? There's got to be there's got to be I some think problems. It's an interest. It's super interesting because like uh, it's, there's been so much talk that I've kind of followed with like Sam Harris and Joe Rogan about like AI and advanced computer systems and and sentient beings that compute beyond like a human level and to me it's like those are potentially the only beings that could keep up with the advancements that we continue to make like in our society and so like we i don't know if it's like taking a step backwards or if it's like coming up with solutions for people to when i say taking a step backwards i mean like um technologically or like the way people get their information and the way that people make decisions to to carry out their life like is yeah i don't know do you ever feeling like this has happened before that this that this i feel that way all ev- the time this honestly. evolution of a species has happened before yeah i have i have that i have this feeling right now like oh the reason we don't see aliens out there one of the thoughts is that there's some sort of barrier and i'm like i feel like we're rushing towards that barrier yeah, yeah. Where that like you can't you get your species gets to a certain point so there needs so it's almost and then we if, kill ourselves yeah, or something yeah. limits you it's as if we need to like put a barrier like you said a, there's a barrier like we it's almost like okay for our species to continue to um live and survive for millennium like we maybe we need to put a barrier in place uh, as far as technology specifically. Yeah, there's some, that's like, and that's why we don't see aliens in the universe right now is because the, uh, those technology those they, people have got to were, a certain stage. If they were advanced enough to visit something. us, they probably killed themselves first. Yeah, th- and there's this isn't my idea. This is a theory that I can't remember the to give the guy credit for it, but I'm like I feel like more and more I'm seeing that, and if there is a if there is a future. Uh, for us, it's probably not out in the space. It's probably with our within our own minds. Well, I think also like we within our own minds. That's really interesting because that could go really deep. But right. I I think that like we're beings of Earth, and I get so much satisfaction from my most natural experiences. If it's just like walking barefoot outside, or if it's like experiencing the sunset, or if it's visiting the mountains or whatever it is like i get so much satisfaction and fulfillment from those experiences specifically like i i imagine like if we detached our species from planet earth there would be 
a lack thereof, like the connection or like the energy that but maybe there would be something, there'd us. be something different. It would be a, but it a would matter be, of choice. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be, it would be foreign. It wouldn't be natural. Like what if there's like a energy specifically that we get from mother Gaia that keeps us alive as a species, you know, like what, what if, what if I suppose <laughs> <laughs> you, but you like, I guess there, that would be one of these things. If I took you and put you in a concentration camp, would you be able to be that one who, makes finds the right why i have no idea but and is this existence right now is this a universal concentration just camp? are the, we prisoners just, on earth just to the <laughs> point that i was making like my feet would still be in contact we're, with the ground so maybe right. i think we're prisoner as as human beings that's, that's you know like yeah that's not yeah. you know like that from buddha teaching right like we human it's just life cycle man you know um I think we're lucky enough to be born in, as a human being because then we can do, you know, choose a choice to be, uh, to do good or bad, right? That, that's why Buddha, he, you know, he that's what he, he searches for, right? Like, like how to end suffering. How to end it? Yeah. Was that his idea or was his idea no, to it, say, no, explain he, the suffering? He, because he, um, he wants to know why as human we suffer, right? So he, so he, he was in search of it all his life. Um, so he, because he, he's never seen suffering until he went outside, you know, his outside kingdom, the yeah, the palace walls, and that's when he saw suffering. It's like, wow, you know, I can't, I don't believe that. I believe he had to have seen suffering in his own. He just, it was really, really shown to him, huh? Was they, that, they were. Uh, that was his my, parents. He, his parents I were trying to, you know, like uh, prevent him, him, protect him from seeing all that stuff outside the palace walls. Not that once I, he got outside, I he's like, like he's, he's, he saw, yeah, that. he saw like a. Uh, People suffering, you know, like be, you know, like begging for food and sickness and all that. Right. The very first teaching yes. that I read about Buddha was specifically that point that you just made mm-hmm. that he hadn't experienced suffering at mm-hmm. all until he decided to leave the palace walls and immerse himself in it. Mm-hmm. There had to have been scraped knees, hunger, colds, cuts. I'm sure. Like as we said, as we said before, you know, an infant, it depends. It depends like on where you put. the first experience, you're born into this world with suffering. Like you look at look at the little baby. They said he took seven steps when he, when he was born. It depends <laughs> where you put the line of suffering. You know, like where do you decide that you are suffering? I've never in my life really decided that I was suffering. I don't think. I'd put it at conscious awareness because I've seen patients that wake up. And the and the existence is enough to suffer, just tripping, and it really highlights this idea that nope, absolutely, conscious awareness, life itself, the ante to play, like how you ante up, is with suffering. You pay for it. It's there. You're hungry. You're cold. You're hot. You've said this to me before. You're fearful. Or just like, what if the tragic misstep of evolution is becoming conscious in the garden of... Right. Right. You're kicked out of the garden once you're aware of it. Yeah. Exactly. And so then the explanation of like, then you go to the Buddha, like, okay, well, what the hell? Now what do we do? It's a good question to ask. Or it might be a question you never answer. I don't know. Or or like the flat earthers. How they say everything's a lie? <laughs> I feel like that that specific example is like a, an example of lack of fulfillment and people needing something to believe in, and ha- like 
or it could be an example of just tribe mentality and being people being subjective to uh, misinformation. I'm not sure. I had a friend the other night explaining to me how, like, his idea of flat Earth has evolved and that he thinks that we live within a firmament. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that. what the Bible says too, right? Yeah, so, I the mean, Bible I, does. Yeah, a- yeah. Actually, so we looked into this because I was curious because he tried to show me I a Bible too, verse. Yeah. He tried to show me a Bible verse and what he pulled up said something different than what um, it was supposed to say. And it, it, as if it had been like amended and the, yeah, exactly. the newest edition uh, of the times, Bible. How many times has it been amended? <laughs> so, right? so it's but I man. went... That I, feeds I have, the conspiracy. I have a Bible. I have a Bible from like 1950 or something, and I went and grabbed it, and it said exactly like the quote. I think it's like Psalm 19:1, and it's about. Um, I think that's ex- the exact place you'll find it, but it's it says like. Fuck, I can't remember what it says now. Something about firmament and mm. and. Uh, like, yeah, but that's the translation, right? So there's yeah. No, I'm just saying that, like you said, it feeds the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's interesting, though. How, but I think what's interesting to me is hearing how people's like ideas e- evolve, like when they want to be right so bad that, like, okay, they've disproved flat Earth to a point that I can believe it. Let me. Let me come up with another idea that I can put faith into, and it'll be harder to disprove. And and for him, it was the firmament that we live within a, a snow globe, essentially. Well, let me tell you, we're all skating around a very thin ice when it comes to understanding reality. So definitely, you do however you want to do. Yeah, like if it if it if it doesn't bother, if it doesn't affect me. See, I grew up, you know, um, you know, around strict Buddhist family my parents are very strict and 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 my sister firsthand she um she started meditating and she started seeing stuff and hearing stuff right and and i don't know you were i wasn't around you weren't Mm -hmm. around yet yeah yeah she'd be seeing stuff hearing voices yeah to me like uh, i I was still in college so i didn't realize i I was in a car with her and uh, to me i'm like you're just crazy right to me because she was driving and she started like just rearing off and driving on the train tracks i'm like what are you doing i was yelling at her i was mad more than anything but i didn't think anything at the moment yeah and and i've never wanted to get into that side the you know the, the mind of trying to figure out what is she thinking because i felt like if i start digging into it i could fall into it too you know <laughs> so I'm like, that's exactly to me, right like, to me it's like eh, i'm just saying no that that's just crazy Right, that's that's yep. how I see it, and I and I, I didn't want to. I've get watched into this it. play out in scenarios where there's like a situation of a few people around, and one person loses touch with reality, mm-hmm. and the other people just kind of brush it off, mm-hmm. that's like what, that's it never happened. Yeah, how many people are in are in the world? Six billion, six six, billion? six and a half, yeah. seven billion. I think it's closer to eight. Damn, really. I, think. I remember when six billion got hit. <laughs> I, was I don't know. That was a few years ago. Like though. Billion, Either way, it's exponentially growing. But my point being, like, every person on Earth has a different perspective. Isn't that crazy to think about? There's eight billion people. That's eight billion different realities. Yep. And we just—I uh, hope to stay in the majority of the people who see reality one way. And uh, that's it. That's a good. That's a good place to be when you share. A reality 
I uh, yeah, shared reality I think is important because I mean you can have you heard of like the Paris bombings? Yeah. Where maybe we had a conversation about this, I but think this is bringing something to mind. When uh when Paris was bombed, I want to say by Germany. I'm not a history nut, but uh when Paris was being bombed, they they the city collectively gathered themselves within the catacombs and you can imagine like a city being bombed would be extremely traumatic but since they experienced the bombings together there was less trauma experienced amongst the people because they did have a shared reality of like a a horrible event where they were literally together crammed into the catacombs beneath Paris like they had that ex- like if let's say I don't know I was trying to think of another example but well we were designed to do yeah no I, I definitely like that I see things the way you see things maybe like what's happening right now and it would be but it's terrifying to think that my hold on that is pretty goddamn like weak <laughs> like you guys like what? when I see people that I treat I'm like yeah Am I am I seeing the world <laughs> wrong? You, you gotta wrong? be you gotta be you gotta be like like stern, and sturdy, you know, with what you believe in, because you're dealing with that every day. For but there's yeah there's some examples where I'm telling you like it you question yourself because <laughs> they they'll so they'll, you gotta, you they'll tell you the way things they they will tell you their truth. I think yeah. it's super interesting to think like, that like people people somehow. Well, people are somehow detached from, like, that shared experience, and they have, like, a complete experience of their own. Oh, I was thinking so many different things right now. Um, yeah, like, um, when my sister was dealing with, I mean, the people saw, she said she saw uh, a black figure just floating on the street, right, following her. Yeah. And and I just found out, like, like my brother saw it, too. I, I didn't see anything. Maybe because I... I just tune it off. I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't want to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I but think. Do you believe in other being beings from other dimensions, like, like, like aliens are being higher beings from a different dimension, right? It's ghosts is they're in this realm, but you know, different dimension. So you, you really can't see them. You can't unless, like perceive you, them. Yeah. Unless I'm, like that. Say let's say that part of your brain. You know, same frequency. Yeah. You have to open up the frequency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like this one meditation. That's how my sister started. She meditated. And she, she started to become aware. Of yes, but she, but she had no um, she had no mentor like try to tell her like hey you're gonna you know, start seeing stuff hearing stuff you know she had no mentor right so that's and why it, you say when when you meditate it, 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 it might not be things that are out there like uh, uh, that that idea that your your mind your belief system is like artificial intelligence it's it's if you take like a an augmented reality like on your Snapchat filter and you show it around it it sees a face and then it'll change the design of that face like your brain does the same thing so like when ugly girls become pretty because <laughs> they have a couple of shots would do that too <laughs> well, I'm talking like you're looking out at things and your brain will will make sense of something and show you something it's not it's not that it's there it's only exists in your mind but it is just as real as you and me sitting here mm-hmm. it's your your reality your your brain is very much like Snapchat filter. It's looking at things and then deciding so what's there. Is that why the establishment is scared of mind-altering substances? I don't know. 
I don't know either. All right. Well, good talk, guys. See, these type of conversations, I think um, you guys should talk to, like, uh, the, the Buddhist, the, the, you know, the Buddhist monks, like the temple. They're very wise. They you know, have a lot of wisdom. And actually, they're, they're very cool people. Have you ever met them? Uh, no, but I, I have no doubt that any person from any walk of life or reality of their own can be cool. So I mean, but he, but their job is to sit and observe like and observe and, and experience and well, they, and, they, and not judge. They're following the you know, Buddhist footsteps, you know, te- Buddhist teaching. Yeah. To try to explain. It's not, it's not like they're trying to reinvent. The, the to try to explain, yeah. and the purpose of the purpose and meaning of life. Um, that can't be um, that can't be explained by science if you're you know trying to figure that out. Well, actually, we had a conversation about that. Sam wants and Sam Harris wants to say that you can actually use science to create a moral landscape. If you say, I think if I could define what is what is good for you, and I could give you the cheat codes to that test we're talking about, science could tell you what is good and right for you. Um, how to implement that in your own life is a different thing. I know I shouldn't drink. I know I should work out. I know I should eat more vegetables. Mm-hmm. I know I should drink more water. Yeah, but then, That's science. Yeah. Do then. I do that? No, I didn't. I didn't work out at all this week, and I've drank now twice. So yeah. <laughs> science can't that, really. That's interesting because that brings it like all the way kind of back around to like where I started the conversation as far as where we started the conversation just like making those decisions yeah right and it's yeah. like why maybe I should just decide to be more logical why don't you for a little bit of uh, you know teaching here a little bit of teaching there and but you don't have to like be oh. you know fully immersed into that teaching do it f- do it for a week I found live myself your like life just being like <laughs> totally nihilist recently live your life one week by making every decision like you're taking a test. That sounds like a really good <laughs> experiment. What is right and good? It sounds, what is right and good? It sounds easy. Right and good is like whatever. See, you can't. But it would be hard. To, whatever it, makes you happy. It would be That's hard to do. But yes, whatever makes you happy. Okay, so but you're going to have to say what makes me happy now and what makes me happy five minutes from now and a half hour from now or and two weeks from now. Or what's going to make you happy now. when you die? Right. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So science. What's what's pleasurable? Why wouldn't I just go into a? What's that that well, philosophy where you just have sex and and uh, hedonistic, like lifestyle? Like why aren't I just in an orgy right now? Um, fucking you know doing Molly and having like. Cause you, I mean. But if, hedonistic, right? Like mm, maximize pleasure. That just the heat. In the why moment, would why wouldn't science moment. say that would be the way to live? I I denounce that. Because I've tried that. So, so, but would so you don't you don't think science would say that's the way to live? Maximize your pleasure in the moment because you might die tomorrow. Because pleasure is something that you can cheat your brain to experience for the short term, but long term pleasure is a Uh, harder game to play. Would you say science? (laughs) So, what would science say? I wouldn't say science, uh, you know, like it, it depends tells on, you what's the right uh, right way to live. I, I say it's society. Well, no, what, 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 I think it, if, it if you were able to break down the conversation, break down the equation, and say, I know all the billion of neurons, 
what maximizes happiness. See, I think it completely depends so on like hypothetical. What? Okay, so you, I guess you kind of brought it around, but I think it depends on the solution that you're deciding to try and come to, and what, what? Okay, so what equation am I going to use to come to this solution? That's like the question that science would ask. Is immediate happiness better than long-term happiness? No. But long-term happiness isn't guaranteed. Through, through my experience, no. <laughs> because even even science, there's like like math math equations, right? I mean, if you want to get to the answer, there's different ways to get to the answer. You don't have to use the same equation. You know, you can use different ways to get the same answers. Mm-hmm. So, so if you wanted the solution to end right. on four, no, there's multiple. That's why, like the the math question, the math question, there's no right or wrong way to get the answer as long as you got the answer correctly. No, there's certainly there might be. That that the science might untangle this question for us and say, oh no no, uh, short term happiness is of a lesser quality, and the longer term happiness is a much more pure happiness for the, the your organism. This is the best way that this organism lives. Just like science can des- describe like the perfect soil conditions and temperatures for a plant to flourish, I bet at some point you can say these are the conditions that human beings flourish. They're the most happy when they do this. And I bet you it's a lifestyle, not hedonistic. I bet it's a lifestyle of 117 tenants. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't lie, don't cheat. Um, Help others. It's probably going to be very Jesus, Buddha, and Baba, you know? It's probably going to be something along the lines of that. But I think there's so many different factors that play into it, too, as far as what society what society what ideology you're born into and are are experiencing also because there's different ways to play the game within capitalism and i'm sure there's different ways to play the game within like communism also well we've said this before it's the same mountain just from different perspectives if you take a buddhist perspective you take a jesus perspective you take a an atheist perspective so i bet you will come to very similar conclusions about how to live i think yeah you're probably right and i and climb the mountain to go back to your analogy and i think likely capitalism is probably the the easiest route up that mountain i wish <laughs> maybe just, not I maybe wish not no, maybe not. as far as what we're experiencing right now i think it might be there just has to be kinks no actually out. no because capitalism may minimize suffering okay it minimizes Minimize suffering. suffering right because i have clothes and i have food and i have shelter and i have car and i have i have a lot of stuff but okay but i, I just can have s- an issue with that <laughs> right there's but, so many people suffering within capitalism right that's what i'm saying like you you can you can that's what that's why you're saying capitalism might be the best vehicle just the easiest m- route not the best vehicle oh, just okay. the easiest route to climb that mountain if you decide to take to take take on the challenge i don't know the answer might be to shed every all your worldly possessions become a monk like, it what if science be. said that to you, Justin? You, you you ran your life iteration. This is what we talked to the last podcast. You run your life iteration a million times, and the computer says you should sell all your stuff, move to Tibet, take a vow of celibacy, and become a monk. That would give you Two your things. best life. I doubt, best I, would, life I, doubt I would do it just because I'm stubborn. <laughs> and two, I doubt I would do it because I already struggled to make the decisions that I know are best for me. <laughs> Right, but okay, so that's that's like I think that's science. too vague. You say that's that's your best life, but what is that, what does that entail though? When you say best life, I mean, does that does that entail like, you know, like uh, money, 
you know, no, no, fortune. That's what, what I'm saying. Is, okay, is so happiness? this is a Black Mirror episode that you could do. I could take your exact bean, put it into a computer program, and mm-hmm. run that program a million times, mm-hmm. and then I could have an equation that t- calculates yeah. overall happiness. Yeah, and then this is my this is my best bing, reality right here. You take okay. yep, it, boom. This is what you should do. Mm-hmm. Would you trust the technology? Would you trust the science? And would you actually go through with it if it said, B, you should sell all your stuff and go live on your own and based, meditate? Based and on science. Based on science. I mean, for, for some people, if they they don't have, uh, I guess, if they don't have um, um, a structure or, or, or a path and they're just lost, yeah, they would. People would follow that. There's a lot of people like that. No, so, actually, yeah. fuck it. You're right. Science has already given us a lot of answers that we should do. No one fucking does them. <laughs> I I run it. I run it right. Like you're what smoking was, right now. Just what I was thinking. <laughs> should you it, be smoking? Should we be drinking? Should well, we be, like, well, like, it's a it's a vape. is bad for you, but <laughs> the science t- is still out. On still out. Still okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think that like. For me to make that decision, if science was able to give me a rational explanation as to what exactly I need to do to live the best life, it would have to be perfect, you know. Well, it won't and be perfect. Even, and even then, okay. But e- I could even then, like you're okay, saying, like I no, could guarantee I you because that you and I would be happier if we ran one mile every morning. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is that's something I specifically struggle with recently. <laughs> so I, I, but you, you, you and I are talking about this. I would be happier if I did that. Yeah. What the hell? This, this doing this podcast makes me happy, and doing I this podcast struggle, makes me happy too. I still struggle to actually do it. <laughs> it's weird. But you know, like um, this guy I've just started following, Jay Shetty. So he um, he went to um, he went to um, become a monk for like three years. Just shut shut out. You know, shut himself up from society and went to to um, to become a monk for like three years to learn, right? And and, and then he came he came out. Now he's like um, he's doing um, uh, motivational speeches, right? Um, I just started following him. He said like you know every morning when you wake up, just <clears throat> set some like a uh, little goals, right? Little, even little accomplish you know little com- accomplishments that you feel like you accomplished, um, just to. Um, he gave seven seven things to do to set goals, like little goals, you know, whatever you want to do. Go to the gym, 30 minutes, whatever. Meditate, right? Little things like that. It, it's going to make you um, a happier person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, because I know I personally find fulfillment in setting goals and yeah, accomplishing Yeah, just little, little goals each day. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, you can accomplish it. Because you, so, yeah. you feel... It's it. going to make you feel... It, 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 it releases the endorphins in your brain, like you're accomplishing things. It makes you feel happy, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, that's, that's what he's talking about. He's a. Yeah, Jordan Peterson talks about that the psychology of positive emotion. Mm-hmm. Comes from making progress towards a goal. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, but in my head, this is this would be the rationalization I come to okay. to not go full headed. Because right now I'm really wanting, like, I'm back working my job and shit again. And like I made the comment today, like if I could pick one thing that's least important to me in in my life, it's working. So it's like I get the least fulfillment out of having to go to work and pay my bills. And it's like if if so in my head, I understand like I could just like take a leap and take on like 
photography and do it full time and learn do as it. much as Is I that can. Your passion? That and these types of conversations. So like I could I could take a leap and try to develop a plan to do this like full time. But I've found I've found uh, a level of complacency in like doing this like every week or like on average it's been like every other week and like, like sh- shooting like, like once or twice a week and then but it i feel like okay i'm making progress you know i'm getting closer and that's how it's been for like the past year and then recently it's been like okay that's not enough you know right like so i don't know my my mm. my thought was just that like making progress towards a goal is super important and impactful and there's that bird yeah. again now you're um but making progress towards it is super important but i don't know but like there's still i'm not fulfilled by the lack of progress that i've made that i look back and reflect over just like the past year and realize how much further i could be even though i'm comfortable with my circumstances right now it's Mm -hmm. not as far as i could be if i looked at it as if it was that multiple choice questionnaire and made decisions based on that right the things you know you should do and that might be the way of saying like don't pursue success pursue fulfillment like er just the good what's good and right for you that multiple choice test if you start making more good and right choices for you success will follow you if you pursue success you will start making wrong choices maybe yeah it's it's, it's, the definition of success is so subjective to right. to yeah. a person's opinion and like that's mm-hmm. not ultimately what my goal is that's you what know? they said that you I can't, just want to be you don't fu- compare your, uh, yourself to other people's success your, I just, your success to other I just want to be fulfilled based on what I find fulfilling to me and do things that I think and what's fulfilling to me is expressing um human emotion and experiencing experience and having these types of conversations that you're I a think deep person man you came you know you came from a different perspective you know what i mean so that's why you made you made you like, um, like more um wise and like you know like uh, like people your age how old are you i'm 23 yeah, yeah. see <laughs> and you like a old soul man that's what I say too. That's I've heard that a lot, that. and yeah. that just like builds my ego. So. Yeah, you're an old soul. Maybe I just yep. have these conversations to build my ego. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're. Um, it feels good. That's okay. It's okay to feel good. Most people, I think, self sabotage because they're scared of success. They're scared of success because they're petrified of fear of failure. I've heard that before. Yeah. And that's a real thing because I've seen it in traumatized patients that. Their fear of vulnerability keeps them from living. Vulnerability is necessary for relationships. It's necessary for success. It's necessary for happiness. You have to risk sadness to have happiness. You have to risk abandonment to have connection. You have to risk failure to have success. If you say, I can't risk anything because vulnerability is just something that's too painful, you end up in this shit of a spot. It's, It's... an anxiousness and a longingness at the same time. And trauma therapy is designed to start addressing vulnerability, to say how does the person start to realize that vulnerability itself, even though it's intrinsically connected, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, inseparable from the trauma, right? 
trauma has to have a component of vulnerability. Otherwise, it wouldn't be trauma. You have to then take that out and say, yes, that traumatic experience had vulnerability, but vulnerability is a spectrum that you can exist on. You have to have this ability to do it, but the trauma experience holds you back. So you have this disconnection, this anxiety. It's it's a terrible spot, and it's it's hard to see. But just letting go, right? Like you, you know, you, you can't be afraid of letting go. You know, you don't want to be attached to you know to the uh, safety. Just don't want to be attached to you know like every, you know physical or emotional things. That's what that's part of Buddha's teaching, right? Like you don't you detach yourself from you know emotional um, and and like physical things. But that's how you, I guess. When it comes to decisions, though, fear can really move people. So if oh, you're yeah, saying yeah. you're not people, making the right choices on that right. test, the the next question is, well, why am I not making the right choices? If I was presented this test, I would nail it. Yeah. Why am I not making the right choices? You have to consider that fear may be motivating some bad decisions, and it may be achieving exactly what it wants to achieve. You by not like pursuing what you want to pursue maybe a fear it has that's a reasonable question i think so i think that like fear that's potential like i've heard that before where like what keeps you from chasing what you define as success is like the fear of failure like you were saying but it's like it's almost like i still continue to just like chase pleasure you know and then and i'm aware of it so i I try to, like, mitigate how much I do so, but, like, still, I find myself, like, like, gambling, or, like, recently I got out of a relationship, so I'm just, like, kind of being a slut, you know, like, but uh, that also takes time, and I understand that, like... You're 23, man. Time is valuable. You're 23. Go be a slut. (laughs) Go, 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 you know, do something, and just do whatever, you know, don't, don't be afraid of failure. You're 23. I just hate wasting I time. I wish, I wish, if I, see, I guess this is my, my regrets we were talking about earlier. Um, I wish I would have done, I would have taken more chances when I was, when I was younger. I think it's, uh, I didn't take chances because of the way I was brought up, because, you know, because I was the oldest in my family. I was, t- like, raised to, um, it was kind to of, provide. It was kind of conservative. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. But I'm, like, totally opposite now. I was like, man. If I was, if I didn't go back to being 23, I would take more risk and everything. Mm-hmm. I appreciate hearing that idea again because, like, the more I hear that, the more I think, like, okay, I don't want to be like 40 or 50 and yeah, because I because I take more risk now and be like it's crazy. I wish I would have. I wish I wish mm-hmm. you know because like we like we were discussing at the beginning of this too, like we were going over kind of like regret and how like I kind of see like what maybe you're experiencing as regret is more so just like wishful thinking you wish you would have made a decision different I, you know yeah. going back to that i was thinking i can't call it regret i was thinking i can't call it wishful regrets, but yeah. i just i just see that that was that was a dumb decision yeah. <laughs> like it was it was not the correct decision i'm i'm not dead so i guess it wasn't the worst decision i could have made but yeah I mean, for me, I, I, I was just sheltered, man. Like, um, If I was taking a test, I would have chose the different choice. Mm-hmm. It was clear. You know, I shouldn't have done that. And there's things that, like... I don't know. Hmm. I I wouldn't mind failing the test. So, 
<laughs> See, yeah? So you want to take well, more risks? You want to go yeah. do some meth tonight? Because no, pressure. Not, tonight. <laughs> not, not that kind of risk, man. <laughs> meth's, so, not, exactly. meth's not even. So, well, I know what's good. I, I know what's good, what's bad. Like, like meth, I, I don't want to go that far. You know pressure what I mean? makes diamonds, though, right? <laughs> so, like, you, got, you had to have once in a while. Maybe you were born into a shitty situation and you were taught, like, certain ways of making decisions. And then you got to make those decisions for yourself and then learn from them. Mm. So it's like that's kind of where I find myself right now, just like having made a bunch of shitty decisions, trying to do different, but then understanding how much I learned from those decisions that I've made in my past. What defines them as shitty situations for you? Uh, just like unfortunate in the circumstance of like where society is today and not having the opportunities that I would see as but you're, you're exponentially def- beneficial to I don't think that it. makes them like what to you why do you classify them as shitty decisions oh, what decisions. makes them dis- what makes your decisions in my that head you- I heard circumstances so no decisions decisions so you said I made some shitty decisions what um, what is it that says a good decision versus a shitty decision like you said shitty decision what just why it's because uh, I selected C when the answer was A but the middle answer was B. <laughs> Does that make sense? Nope. We're like, so, okay, if we looked at it on the spectrum, where, like, A would be, let's say, like, the left of the spectrum, it was the right answer. B was in the middle, but I chose C. That would be, like, a shitty decision to me. Did this, but there has to be something that the outcome of that decision, like, for me, the decisions that I'm specifically thinking about that I wish I would have chose different have a connection that they hurt somebody else. Okay. The decisions that hurt me, I don't feel as bad about. But if I hurt someone else with my decisions, those are the ones that I feel bad about. Yeah, so I define kind of like the shitty decisions as, I suppose, the decisions that don't advance my experience and my circumstance. But doesn't every decision advance here? No, there's a decision, there's the decision of inaction. Yeah, but not taking the choice. But the also, risk, I suppose every decision could advance your circumstance if you decide to look at it through a, a lens that only shows you the positives of a of an of a circumstance, or you know, right? So that's like what I'm saying. Like every decision gives you some information, some type of value, right? Yeah. So like the shitty decision specifically would, I guess I define. I don't know. Like, I wish I was, like, financially comfortable, and at the point that I am, I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, I suppose so anyone could me, say that. That would be, like, a, have made shitty decisions that didn't help advance my financial It might. It might be exactly the worst thing for you, though, and it might not be the right life for you. Yeah. Like... This, this, the decisions that have got you to this point. It just sucks that money would help advance, like, the ideas that I would like to share and, like, these conversations I'd like to have. So, like, hmm. so a shitty decision for me would be, like, not pursuing a an idea specifically. Deciding not to take the steps forward in creating a plan to pursue an idea. 
course, I like a lot of the ideas that I have, but I don't carry out hardly any of them. This is a part of the 1% of the ideas that I decided to yeah, take action on. Yeah, I'm excited about you doing this because it's fun for me. I enjoy it. Um, hmm. Well, it, yeah, that's funny because I disagree with, with you on this. On what exactly? I feel on, like I know, but... On what defines a shitty decision shitty for decision. you. Because, yeah. like, we were just talking about, you've got... Uh, I think the most valuable asset you have is experience and you're 23 with an experience that um, is very valuable. So the decisions that earned you that might not be shitty decisions in my my opinion. There was a Mm trade-off. You sacrificed maybe college and having some blue collar or white collar job at some yeah. target corp you could so, work at target corp and work in an office would that make so I, heard, that would I heard target's a really good company to work for though. <laughs> i'm sure it is i'm just kidding i'm sure but, it is so that's it's interesting because like i think there is like a point in getting over like my heroin addiction where like i recognize as like a rebirth almost yeah and i've i don't I look, I reflect on that, and I understand that every experience that I had in that situation, in that frame of mind, was valuable to who I am today. Yeah. So, like anything that I regard to as like a shitty decision came after that. I bet if you, if you, I bet if you listen to Man's Search for Meaning, you will find more valuable information than I would, because you've actually, I have been so fortunate in my life to never have to deal with any extremes. I've never been extremely anything. They're extremely extremely cute. Extremely cute. But nothing painful. Nothing nothing wild. I have no you know raised on a in a middle like well my family went through um some financial hardship but i didn't notice it at all my dad made us completely unaware of it and no traumas all the love in the world from my mom and dad support and guidance good school good education i didn't experience a close death until my dad just passed away this year that was it and that was a really interesting experience but i mean i was 30 34 33 I don't know, somewhere around there. How old are I don't know, 33 <laughs> yeah. or 34. But that's what happens if you get old. Yeah. But that's the thing. I'm like, um, so I'm, I am experience poor. And um, to me, when I, when I talk to people, to me, that's, that's a valuable thing. So you're looking at like shitty decisions that gave me all this experience experience is good for nothing not yet but what you're doing right now is cultivating that experience into something and my advice uh, to you is don't cultivate it for success cultivate it for what's there and success don't pursue success with what you have Mm -hmm. pursue what you what you where you are and success will ensue so um you are valuable and you have a lot of valuable information a lot of valuable experiences and that's worth something you just can't go buy a steak with it yet you know that's kind of what i wanted to go do right now (laughs) 
you made some valuable friends, so Definitely. you can walk in my house and drink and eat. And I appreciate that's something. It. Well, let's end this. I appreciate the advice. Yeah. There, though. Uh, this was a I thought a really good conversation. One thing I just want to add before like I hit end, I suppose. I think like the value of this conversation comes in the form of like being real and not I'm sick of listening to podcasts that are like just like interviewing like an entrepreneur and it's just like talking about all the positives in that person's life because I think that there's value in the negative and it's not spoken about enough it's not shared enough it's not um it's not in the limelight right because that's those are people don't want to be perceived in that negative way and i think i'm pretty comfortable in a lot of the decisions like the negative the things that i would perceive as negative decisions that i've made for myself um that i think it's like it's just worth like sharing and have a conversation around and kind of pulling the conversation back to reality and it's like i don't want to just like only have negative conversation like not not that this conversation was negative by any means. I thought but it you was said it's valuable. real. Yeah, it's real. Real is a balance between it's the real. two. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. This is not Instagram reality. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you gone to that subreddit? I love it. Uh, no, but it would I probably it. be hilarious because I've unfollowed probably 300 people in the last year. Go to, go to subreddit. <laughs> Instagram reality. You'll see side-by-side comparisons of the Instagram picture yeah. and then someone taking a picture of them taking the picture. And so we're, like, taking, we're, taking, like we're taking hip-hop culture and we're just saying be real. <laughs> right you know just be real you know yeah I don't, and it i don't know that's a good place to end though yeah yeah you're uh that that's actually you could probably find a lot of poetry and art that might bring tie that all together this idea of um actually showing truth um more than and i think that's like We've talked about art before being this kind of that's what draws me connection. To it's that's what it, draws there's me a truth to, to it, and it doesn't. It's a it's a it's it's a illustration. It depends on the form of art, but I'm going to call it an illustration of a human experience. Right, and that's right? a balance, right, of suffering and beauty. Mm-hmm. Because it's mm-hmm. not it's not one or the other. It is both simultaneously, all the time. It's super interesting how many times the word balance comes up in conversation balance because i feel like that's something that i've always struggled with of like deciding not deciding but like finding a balance between the things i have to do and the things i want to do and the things that i know that are going to be good for me yeah finding a balance between uh experience and money right right we talked about that we just didn't say it yeah mm-hmm. all right all right well, peace out, fuckers. <laughs> I gotta go with my kids. Are screaming. <laughs> yeah, they're screaming again. Thanks for listening, I guess. Uh, maybe I'll record a formal outro. I think this is a very valuable conversation that I will actually put out because I've been slacking. All right. Wow. Did, uh, did you actually make it this far? Did you listen to that whole conversation? Well, if you did, thanks. Thanks for listening. Uh, Not a whole lot to say besides thanks. I'm grateful. I'm appreciative. I uh, look forward, as I said before, to having more of these types of conversations and putting out 
just more of it because it's really dope in my very own opinion um hit me up tell me what you think if you love it hate it uh yeah i mean just input is good feedback's good um hit me up if you're trying to sit down have a conversation with me you think you got some interesting things to say um or not even like i don't know whatever just hit me up tell me what you think um i'll be doing more obviously i'm trying to get on a weekly schedule uh but yeah history shows that i've been slacking so i'm trying to uh change the course of history um all right i'm just gonna shut up now and bye